This is a honky-tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey, everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Priceless. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Wrestler Review. Today we're doing Nelson Frazier Jr. You know him as Mabel. You know him as Viscera. You know him as Big Daddy V. I know him as a guy who used to buy Viagra from Teddy Long every day and then just get a boner and sit in the locker room. I am so excited. <laughs> Is that that's real? Oh yeah, I think you mentioned that before. That is so real. Shoot interviews. When you type in Mabel shoot interviews, it is. I just want to get this out of the way before we go through the career. It's a fucking blast. Everybody. Go and have a great time, because it's like, man, I wish wrestling was like a carnival. Viscera, for some reason, really brings that out in people. There's a 15-minute podcast where um, they're talking about how Viscera's wife is trying to sue the WWE because of all the concussions and the unhealthy oh, lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her this, is, this is really sad, but funny. Her husband led, and Conan is like, how much was he making in a year? And uh, they're like, um, uh, like 100 grand, 125 grand. And then they do like they list it, and you're like, "Are you telling me that in ten years he made a million dollars, and his wife wants more money? What are you doing with that money?" And you can tell that his producer for this podcast is literally like, "Don't say eating food. Don't say eating food, Conan. <laughs> I know you want to say eating food, you fucking maniac." It's weird that Conan, uh, who was the Hulk Hogan of Mexico, there isn't a tape of him fucking his friend's wife but the actual hulk hogan there is and you would so assume it would be the other way around he's just uh he's just like that weird type of famous where he says a bunch of off the wall shit but no one really cares you know he'd be like here's the deal holmes i should have won the title oh the world title women's i'm yeah. a woman <laughs> i don't know yeah it's just like bro bro um, but I should have won the title. You want to know why I should have won the title? I get so much pussy, I'm declared a woman legally. <laughs> he does say, bro, so, bro, bro, check this out, bro. Yeah. The tequila sunrise was real because I actually squeezed limes in their eyes. <laughs> oh, bro, they bro. They were in real pain. I made that happen. You know how I called uh, Hernandez the Hispanic Superman? That's because I made him eat green rocks, baby, bro. <laughs> this is i think the worst conan impression anyone's ever done like he's, oh yeah he, well, no, we're it, both doing different bad conan impressions this is very yeah we're, good. we're being it's what's nice is we've both been like we really need to tone down the racial overtones on the old pod so now it's just horrendous impressions greetings my name's conan i'm an insurance investigator and also viva la rasa well i'd like to speak publicly on that in that if you have a wrestling podcast you have a decision to make do you yes and how racist wrestling is, or do you just say that's disgusting? We just assume you know it's disgusting. Yeah, I assume we're everyone's not, on. We're not thinking that everyone listening to this is like, hey, uh, did you know? Oh my God, uh, there's something about men on a mission that you need to know. That oh, we'll I don't. Discuss oh, okay. A bit. But Mabel, um, Mabel actually liked wrestling as a kid, which shocked me. Is it what? weird that I was shocked? Yeah, no. it, it, he, I, he he was a backyard wrestler. Like He admits to it. They were like, there's a lot of stuff I listen to on him where it's like, oh, how do you feel about backyard wrestling? He's like, I, and he is correct in this. He's the, he's the first person I've ever seen make this point is that like backyard wrestling is fine because I grew up backyard wrestling and we would be like, oh, 
my friend is heart punching me. You know what I mean? Or like, oh, my God, he's got him in the spinning toehold. Like, no one gives a shit about that. He's like, the backyard wrestling that now is like the what everyone's scared of is the ECW backyard wrestling. He's like, ECW really hurt wrestling in that way. And that like play wrestling turned from like, he's got him in the bear hug to like, okay, here's the match. Uh, no one's around. Uh, we'll wait till my mom's gone, and then I'm gonna stuff her vibrator full of knives and shove it down your fucking throat. Yeah, no, my that's character a- is the throat fucker with knives. It's a very good point, which is like the necro butcher has a lot to answer for in terms of kids getting stabbed in the eye in the name of being the ultimate warrior. Oh my god, I'm gonna sit because you don't really know a lot about the necro butcher. We should just watch. Four Necro Butcher matches and like I don't want we'll have to. to tape I our really eyes open. Don't want to. <laughs> no, we'll Clockwork Orange our eyes open and uh, do a Patreon uh, thing. <laughs> By the way, if you guys uh, subscribe to our Patreon, we have what the hell? Top five hardcore wrestlers. We talk a bit over Necro Butcher, and um, we did a random WCW Saturday night because we don't do the big shows. Who cares about those ones? We want to see commercials for Kawasaki Ninjas. You know what I mean? And, and for movies with guys that like movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And nine different commercials for a video game that never took off. Oh, yes. These fucking wrestling dorks will like our video game. <laughs> yeah. Here's what you learn about watching WCW Saturday Night. They think that wrestling fans are really into chunky soup. <laughs> well, they know there's two types. There's the kids that watch it and the adults. And they think the yeah. adults are like, chunky soup. Can we go with the slogan, why heat it up? <laughs> so you've never kissed a girl. Don't heat yeah. the soup up. Eat it over the sink. Chunky soup. Drink it, then kill yourself, fuckface. <laughs> The can is the bowl. Chunky soup. <laughs> yeah. The can is the bowl, much <laughs> like your bathtub's also your toilet. <laughs> All right, ladies so and gentlemen. So he started out in... He started out as a backyard wrestler. That shocks me. Well, he was just doing like... And he, so he broke into North Car- Carolina. Gene Anderson trained him. He was the last student of Gene Anderson. Gene Anderson is part of the Anderson clan. Also includes Oli... And yes. uh, Arn. So his was like. So you you know that Gene signed this paper that says we both understand. I don't like the color of your skin. Then I'll teach yeah. you how to fake hold a man. You know that Gene Anderson did not call him Nelson, but still used on n word in referring to him. Like it was. <laughs> like N-word here's the thing. Night. Fall yeah. down on your bot. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing with it is that they let Oli on television well into the late 80s. The other ones, they were like, these guys are a bit too rude to be on TV. When Oli Anderson is considered the polite go-along-to-get-along guy, you know, you know that his friends are bags of shit. Yeah, here's here's a real thing, is that Oli Anderson was never in the WWF uh, because he was deemed too hard to work with. Keep in mind, Dick Murdoch was in the WWF, a actual card-carrying member of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, never forget, Dick Murdoch would have been the champion, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, except in the middle of the match for no reason, he laid on the ground and did the thing and ran in a circle for like two minutes. Yeah, the Three Stooges thing. And then yeah. that was bad. That, that was de- deemed unprofessional, but handing Tito Santana a card that said, just so you know where I stand, and it was Dick Murdoch, Ku Klux Klan, which it's insane that the Klan has like business cards. 
Yeah, well, yeah. They, also, the, they also deserve to be able to put it into wizards? a punch bowl and get a free yeah. lunch. <laughs> Can you imagine drawing the card? Like, well, you know, those are the rules. Yeah. I mean, we draw the card. But here's the but here's the crazy thing about wrestling. Him being in the KKK, not nearly as bad as the time he did the woo 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 thing in the middle of the ring. He's in the clan. I know he has some good parts to him, but he still mocked the business. Terrifying. Yeah, it's um, fucking ridiculous. Actually, uh, Mabel actually says the best time he had in wrestling was before the WWE when he was, and this is true. How sad was this guy's life that the the best time in wrestling was before his record-breaking fucking stretch in that company. All right, keep going. Dude, by the way, that was legit six months. Like, men this size are not born very often. Like, this guy is 6'8", legit 5'50". Like, if he would have just trimmed down, he still had an outside shot of being Braun Strowman. You know what I mean? Like, it's insane. Oh, my God, it's fucking crazy. It's also one of those things where his lack of ability as a wrestler... Is also shocking, like that, like, and it all like it's only in the Big Daddy V years where you're like, oh, a clothesline, as opposed to like Men on the Mission is literally just him smiling and then sitting on people's necks. Yeah, Men on a Mission is nuts. Um, Just before we get to the WWE part, because here's the six months of him. Uh, So he actually worked with Mo from Men on a Mission. And they were literal repo men. Imagine your stuff being taken away by those two. In- and they're in the South, by the are, are they not? Yeah, oh they my were God. in North Carolina at the time. Yeah, for sure. Terrifying. Um, he was actually never paid for by his original booker in uh, his original booker in North Carolina. He of course, by George South. Yeah, he was never paid. He said he loved it, but like this is the this is the passion six months, right? Um, he asked for gas money because they drove like three hours. The guy gave him five bucks, and then he just went to Memphis. So, and it oh good. And he says know, and this. this is the other thing, by the way, is as much as I hate Memphis, they've literally given us every wrestler that's ever been a wrestler. <laughs> no, dude, every big man has to go through Memphis. Yeah, every um, wrestler goes through so Memphis. He, every fucking wrestler yeah. has, who's good has been in Memphis. At very least, they've gone to Jerry Lawler's house, and he's been like, uh, "Ooh, you want to see a puppy?" And they're like. He's like, I got some tits in jars downstairs. <laughs> you know, this uh, this internet, you can just download pictures of girls and they can be anything you want. Yeah. Age. Oh, you mean like profession? big tits? Opposite. Oh. I like them flat. I like them flat. Oh, so, yeah, he spent, he, he spent 30 days in Memphis. He actually credits the fact that, that dude didn't give him gas money for the only reason he sent tapes out was because of that because he was having so much fun just being in. They were called the Harlem Nights, um, yeah. with Mo Nelson. And, and what did, um, what was what was Mo's name in the Harlem Nights? I just like that this was his name, Bobby. You know, Bobby Knight. Possibly after the yeah. Indi- after the fucking Indiana football or basketball fucking coach. Did you know that there's some great Bobby Knight stories such as. One time he came in and the team was losing, right? And usually he would yell at a team at the team when they were losing. Um, mm-hmm. But not this time he just kind of excused himself, and they sat in silence for like five minutes. And one player just kind of thought. One player speaks about this. He was like, "Wow, I guess this is the biggest punishment of all. Like he's too angry to speak." And then he came out of the washroom with uh, toilet paper with his shit on it, and he, he said, "This is how you're playing. This is how you're <laughs> playing." And he rubbed it in the kid's face, and he's like, "Well, I mean, I thought, <laughs> I thought we were, 
I thought we were doing the whole, like, I'm too disappointed in you, but no, we're doing a very aggressive FET uh, movie now. <laughs> by the way, if anyone hasn't watched the interview when Bobby Knight is finally fired, that he did with ESPN, what he did with the son of the journalist he knew very well, that he thought was going to be a puff piece, you've never seen a man attempting to make the decision if he can kill everyone and destroy a tape before the police arrive. It's insane. In fucking incredible. Yeah, Bobby Knight, Indiana basketball. Uh, for our UK listeners and some of our Australian ones, you gotta fucking uh, you gotta yeah clip into that here's, because here's Jesus. the thing with American sports is it's not just like they're a little bit shorter, but it's also the personalities that are involved in Americans. Bobby Knight is out of his fucking mind. In the middle of a yeah. championship game, he threw a chair on the fucking court. A fucking chair. Yeah, yeah. it is He's still like a- headbutted. He headbutted a kid on television. <laughs> <laughs> the kid was playing bad, and he just headbutted. Great. And like, by the way, he's he a college a basketball George, uh, uh, coach in Indiana. He's not a great basketball player. He would be play. He would be coaching in the NBA, especially because this is the the like the seventies and eighties when they need coaches, and they're not fucking getting him. Sorry, everyone. I just dropped yeah. the microphone, and it made a weird noise. I could tell. I'm sorry. Now. Back to a man who was always calm, and the only thing that was hard on his body was his dick after he took some Cialis. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I want to throw this out there. So they debut uh, the men on a mission. Men on a mission. Um, he Mabel explains that Mike Rotundo was a real, real help to him coming up. Um, and I'm very delighted to share this with you, John. Uh so the originally it wasn't supposed to be men on a mission. Did you know this? What was it supposed to be? Men from a mission and their outfit would essentially be garbage sewn together. Vince McMahon for the win, baby. They wa- he wanted two black guys to portray homeless yeah. men. Yeah, but they were baby faces, so it's fine. But like, uh, <laughs> I love the idea of like. We got this guy, he's 6'8", 500 pounds, legitimate. I, we've never had a guy this big. Like, I literally, this guy's King Kong Bundy's weight, plus five inches. Well, you got any oh, ideas for him, Vince? Uh, cover him in garbage. Yeah. <laughs> cover him in garbage. He's covered his, in garbage and he's like His skin looks gross, so make him gross. He can't do a promo well, so I guess one of them should rap, and then he should just say, I can't read. Maybe that can be his catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and of course, we do know where they got Oscar. I don't know that, no. Stand-up comedy club. No. Yeah. Vince went to a stand-up comedy club and was like, that guy, give him a job. That's how they found him. Oh, man. So he was just doing crowd work, being like, uh, look at that shirt. You got a shitty fucking shirt. And he was like, get me that, man. Yeah. That must yeah. be crazy. Yeah. And then he just rapped his Oscar. And by the way, if you watch them come to the ring, especially in the early days, the rapping is bad. <laughs> and one thing I forgot was they are all so fat. Oh my god, they're so fat. Like somehow Mabel looks Oscar the healthiest. Is so fat. <laughs> Mabel's like, yeah. bigger than all of them, but he's like Oscar's as wide as Mabel, and he might be six feet tall. Like Oscar's definitely I didn't do much research on where Oscar is right now, but I would assume series of bizarre diseases. He's like, oh, he's got a club foot. How did he do that? Uh, too much pasta salad. He just ate pasta salad every meal for six years, and now he has a club foot. Also, you have to remember that this is the middle 90s. This is 92, 93, when Vince McMahon is finally clear of the steroid trial. 
but is also very yes, wary of any sort of really fit guys. So this is the let's okay. We can't have muscular guys. Let's just have fat fucks being fat. So if you look at the roster, it's like yeah. Bam Bam Bigelow is the fittest of them. Then there's Bastion Booger. There's Nazi Ludwig Borga. There's fucking men on a mission. Like they are gross. It's also really geared towards kids. Like if people complain about it now being geared towards like, then it was literally like, oh, get it? They rap. They're rappers. That's their like, and they're gonna fight people from Quebec. Like it was ludicrous. Yeah, and Viscera Mabel, whatever you want to say, I think he's maybe. I don't think we've talked about this, but, like, his, like, wrestling acting, like, his theatrical wrestling acting might be the worst of anyone ever. Yeah, like, he's... The man on a mission... Not yeah, good at telling. All he does he is smile. Yeah, he smiles or is angry, and there's no third thing. He's literally, like, his mouth is just wide open, and he's staring straight forward. Yeah, it's fucking bizarre. And then... It's this is sort of the last time they have a deep tag team roster, so they would have tag matches where people wouldn't actually win the tag team belts. Uh, men on the mission, or men on ambition, pardon me, win it once from the Quebecers because Mabel sits on one of the Quebecers wrong and he can't he can't kick out. That's how fucking big this yeah. guy is. If he doesn't move to you, unless he lets you, you're not kicking out. Well, he's also very special because he's only he's one of those perfect wrestlers where everything looks like shit, but he still hurts people. Because if you watch Yokozuna, Yokozuna would do the bonsai drop by basically taking the weight on his heels, and then he was really good at like transferring it out, so he would make it look like he just sat on the guy, but he's actually taking like seventy five percent of the force. Mabel just fucking sat on people. He yeah, the, hurt like six people. He hurt the fucking Undertaker. And by that I he mean... He broke the Undertaker's face. He broke the Undertaker's face. He broke a man's face. Yeah, because they switched to a leg drop because they were like, okay, that's safer because Mabel can't, literally can't sit on people yeah. in a controlled way. Um, he hurt Bret Hart. And he hurt, we, which we'll get to at the main event of SummerSlam. You can see, I watched the match, and I watched the spot where it happens. Is he full body weights? Diesel's on his face, and he full body weight just sits on Diesel's lower back, which just fucks his lower back up completely. Oh, my God. It was a disaster. It's, he's so bad. He's so fucking bad. And for some reason, by the way... Within a year, Vince McMahon starts being like, well, that guy's clearly the star. Let's start putting him in singles matches. No, Vince. No. Train him more. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that, like, even Mabel himself says this in uh, interviews. He's like, um, well, they're, like, uh, tag team wrestling was the best for me because that's the best way to highlight me. Like, I can't. I basically come do three splashes and the ring moves a bunch because I'm tubby tubby. So that's how the best way to utilize me. You know what I mean? Like. Let someone else get bumps or beat someone down, and then I come in, do one thing, and we're all done now. Like, that's the best way to use him. And he's totally correct. Like, he's very he's very self-aware, even if he is so bad at wrestling. Like, he's so bad. I don't think he's... I don't think it's appreciated how, like, he might be worse than the Great Cali. He's worse than the Great Cali, but he was protected more than the Great Cali. Like, the Great Cali literally was brought in, and they're like, this shaky-legged fuck doesn't know what he's doing. Give him the title. <laughs> yeah, he definitely had more of a rise, because he's, for a solid year, he's in Men on a Mission. And Men on the Mission, by the way, for, for a kid, uh, 
they were huge. Like it was, they were awesome. Yeah. They were never your favorite wrestler, but you were like, oh, cool, men on the mission are men on the mission are here. Like you were also happy to see them because also they just like wanted to see a positive change in the world, John. Absolutely, and also it was a fat guy who sat on people. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, who could barely, barely move. Yeah, like, uh, like every job guy must have referred to a men on a mission match as like, oh, that time when I won't see my kids because I'll go to the hospital. <laughs> so there we go. Men on a mission. They now turn heel. Essentially, Mo is a manager of Mabel at this time. Yeah, they um, beat up Oscar. It, Oscar, by the way, was supposed to stay with them, and they were going to form sort of like a faction-y thing. But Oscar was like, I don't want to be a bad guy, so they they just had him them attack Oscar. I actually always like this, that if you go from heel to babyface, you either gain a manager or lose a manager. Um, Mo becomes Mabel's number two. They go into King of the Ring. Mabel wins. King Mabel. Now, this is a big turning point. This is when ECW has invaded. Uh, this is um, where ECW fans come to the King of the Ring in Philadelphia, and they're yes. so audibly chanting ECW loudly that they have to refer to it on commentary. Like, they still, they even at this time, I'm sure, were able to cut down on the crowd's um, noise in the mix. But imagine how loud mm-hmm. that they're being that the com- like that Vince McMahon, who at this time would never acknowledge that anything else was wrestling, said, yeah, you better say something. Yeah. And it, like you say, for that time, for 1995, that is literally that's unthinkable. Yeah. That's it's- like, oh, I guess the whole arena's on fire. We should say that the diesel's so, uh, so good. He's heating it up in here. Like you could only allude to it. But he wins the king of the ring. He becomes King Mabel. If this guy could wrestle even a bit, he would have been so fucking cool, man. Oh, my God. So fucking... Especially, like... I do love the, like, king gimmick of he's a king for the year because he won the king of the ring. He also, like, growing up this big, giant, gangly black mohawk, putting him up against Diesel. Like, the whole thing... It really fucking worked. The one problem is is that both Diesel and Mabel are terrible wrestlers, so the matches were fucking terrible. Um, The finals... Of the King of the Ring, where he wrestles Savio Vega, and I'm sure we'll do a Savio Vega episode, and really appreciate just how this good this guy was because I watched like a Men on a Mission regular match. I watched Savio Vega and Mabel, and I was like, oh shit, Mabel got better. And then I watched the Diesel match. I was like, man, Savio Vega is so good. <laughs> He's and so by the good. way, and Savio Vega is doing it in a spandex shirt and fucking chinos. Why the fuck is he wearing chinos? That man loves chinos. That's one of the ones, yeah. That's one of the ones that never made sense. Like the the John Cena, when he would just wear like high tops, and it was like, uh, what if he fucks his ankle up real bad though? Like, won't you guys? And there was one where it's like he was just wearing like really low cut stuff. Like, um, there was an era of John Cena where I I legitimately thought he was wearing those shoes where each toe goes in individually into a part of it. I know exactly what you're talking about. I actually thought he oh, was man. wearing. What were they called? That's very good. I think they're called toe shoes, which is also a great type of sushi. <laughs> Ooh, that's good stuff. Thank you. Back to racial. Um, yeah. We Diesel are fucking truth. Tr- <laughs> Diesel fucking tried in the SummerSlam match against Mabel, and it's so bad. He tries to do a plancha, and he gets caught on the ropes, and you can see in his face, he's pretty sure Mabel's just going to be like, oh, I guess he's dead, and then he'll just fall. It's it's so bad. Oh my god. It's 
And it's also weird because it's sort of like it's wrestling is changing around Vince McMahon, and his answer to it is fat man, fat man, fat man who's bad. Okay, we can't have steroids anymore. Get me the tallest guys you can. <laughs> yeah, we need height. And it's, height means strong, right? And it's also at the time where it's like you have these amazing workers, but like there's nothing Bret Hart's going to be able to do with Mabel. And, oh yeah. And they quickly move past him. They put British Bulldog in his spot to be the new uh, villain. He leaves. He goes to the USWA. And um, let me tell you, you can really tell that they're, they're trying not to. They bring him in as a face, but still call him King Mabel like he's a heel. They sort of have him reunite with um, Sermo, but they don't reunite at the same time. It's very weird. Yes. Is this after? This is after he hurts Diesel, right? So as soon as he, yeah, when he hurts Diesel, then they they make him they he leaves for a while. He leaves for two years. Yeah, because you can, well, you can read more about this online very much. But like, he hurts Diesel. Vince fucking flips out at him, but they still do the whole thing where it's like, you faced the world, you lost the world title match. You can see they did this even with like Umaga in two thousand six. You lost the world title match, so now you're gonna job to our one A babyface, which is the Undertaker. That's when they switch him to having the leg drop. He still fucks up the Undertaker's fucking face. Yeah, and then they're like, "Get the and fuck out of here!" And they're still pushing him because his look is fucking sick, even though he's like basically wearing like four camping tents as a top because. They do not want you to see this guy's body. No. Like, they wait until Big Daddy V to let him show off the body. Oh, my God. There is some other some other stuff of Big Daddy V that I'm excited for you to get to. Um, but, yeah, he, uh, he broke The Undertaker's face. They came back with the Phantom of the Opera mask, and uh, he was just buried all over the place. Uh, he, was bar- he lost a diesel in like eight seconds because like why not like at this he can't like he has the best fucking look one of the best looks in wrestling i'm gonna try and look on our the episode list of who we've done to see like who who even approaches the level of this guy's look to how bad he was at wrestling like this dude made snisky look amazing oh my god (laughs) this guy i think is the worst wrestler the wwe has ever employed and i'm counting celebrity wrestlers in that there is a Lawrence There's Taylor a was a vastly, vastly better wrestler than vastly, this guy. Vastly better. Snooki was a vastly better wrestler than this guy. Of course she was. I'll tell you this. Snooki and K-Fed would have been huge stars. Well, we've discussed, this, we've discussed this a lot on the show. K-Fed should have just gone into wrestling. He would have been fucking awesome. He was so good. He was so good. People forget that, like... John Cena was getting booed everywhere unless he was with Edge or the time he beat up Kevin Federline. Even then, people were like, yes, thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you very much for beating up K-Fed. We don't like Um, you, but we fucking hate that guy. (laughs) So he goes to Puerto Rico um, where he worked for... Was he number four of the best hardcore wrestlers of all time, John? Carlos Colon? Or... uh, No, the other uh, one. Executioner uh, number two. Yes, he was out the of there. Who literally killed Bruiser Brody? Literally killed Bruiser Brody. Not the number one hardcore wrestler of all time. That, of course, you'll have to listen to find out. Here's a hint. I feel bad for my choice. Oh, buddy, it's a good one though, and definitely worth five dollars a month. Jose Gonzalez um, is uh, is who he picked. Uh, I don't actually believe that Jose was there at this point. It was definitely still Cologne and Jovica. Nope. Was he still they there? They said that he worked with 
Jose Gonzalez. Oh, no. Yeah, I was kind no. of And I was like, well, why don't you just not work for a murderer? Yeah. If like, someone ran a comedy club and they were like, I was like, uh, oh, man, that looks like a good club. Who's running it? Uh, actually, it's co-run by O.J. Simpson and Roman Polanski. I'd be like, I'm probably not going to work that club. Hey, man, there's a guy who runs a comedy, uh, like a comedy run in Canada that I would really like yes. to do because it would be very convenient. But literally a rapist, literally not doing it. <laughs> and that man's name is Alex Wood. Dylan Gott. Yeah, Alex Wood. Uh, so he works with the Mer Diddly Erdler, and uh, he goes to Memphis. <laughs> Yeah, go <laughs> yeah, Flanders, baby. <laughs> out, out of the murder pile into the sex crime pile. <laughs> yeah. People still getting stabbed, <laughs> but it's a different type of blood. I'm very sorry. I'm so, so fucking sorry. I'm so okay. Sorry. I think I, I think I've done with murderers. Now it's time for sex weird crimes, and finally settling on embezzlement. Yeah. He was with because oh, he goes to ECW. <laughs> yeah. And Jesus fucking Christ, he comes in. He does a run in, uh, after the FBI lose a match to Tommy Rogers, and he is basically like, I don't think that, I don't know how late notice this was, but he comes out just in like his King Mabel attire. With a f he's supposed to be one of the full-blooded Italians, which is very good. And he comes in, and they can't eat. He's wearing, like, the Scott Hall style, like, we cut a t-shirt and just made it into. But he's so big that it literally looks like he has a full-blooded Italian bib on. And it covers so little of his body. Like, I would have, I really wish I would have met this guy, because it would have been, like, how fucking big... It looks so fucking silly. He look. It literally looks like he's about to eat ribs, and he has like the the tiniest little baby bib. And he comes out, and he does a beatdown, and Spike Dudley, uh, Spike Dudley beats the shit out of him, which is great because this is this is prime time. We'll do a Spike Dudley episode, but this is one of my favorites, where it's like ECW using the fact that they were a territory where they would just pay these ex fat asses from WWE to come in. They give him ten G's and just they take an acid drop from Spike Dudley. And then it was part of his highlight package. It was fucking awesome. Oh, it's the best. The uh, best thing ever. The giant killer. He's so stoned, he Dude, doesn't know how big they are. <laughs> Mabel. Yeah, exactly. Because his name was LSD. That's so funny. You'll never stop laughing. You know what's funnier than anything? Drug-based pones. Yeah, get it? His brain doesn't work because one time he made a mistake, like all of the fans of ECW. Oh, ECW. Um, they should br they bring it back just so Trump gets out of office. That's what I said. Oh, yeah. Literally, that would be the most successful company ever if they just, like, hey, Trump fans, it's not the president. It's just a thing to watch that you love. And they'd be like, tits, violence, no talking. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, He's brought back. Vince, we started East. Oh, fuck. We need yeah, to take a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Vince, we restarted ECW and now InfoWars has folded. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> Somehow Alex Jones has just become the arena we hold the matches in. Alex Jones just might be a version of Paul Heyman 
that's split from him somehow because he just as angry as Paul Heyman used to at bizarre things. Really, TNN? You're going to kick me off the air just because I didn't deliver any of my promises <laughs> and stopped paying you when I said I would? Listen to me. Out. Listen to me, TNN. Just because I'm libeling you on your network and you are well within your rights as the contract holder. Don't think that I'm not going to shit on your cars. <laughs> he would. He's like, Paul, they, they closed us. Do you, what, what, do you have uh, any plans for revenge? I actually do. We're going to order 35 pizzas to their house, all with my cum on them. Because I'm a cum salesman. I don't know. That <laughs> fell apart quick. <laughs> just a cum Aren't all of our balls yeah, cum, cum salesmen? Salesman. Let's just, he's just no, well, a you test. Don't char- you don't he, charge. Yeah. Oh, I charge, baby. I, I ask for a fiver every time I drop a load on my girl. <laughs> Do you, no, I mean, just a loan? Just tell yourself? That'll be five bucks. D- <laughs> big laugh? Sleep in it. You don't, if, you don't, don't clean it. Sleep in it. It's hotter that way. <laughs> yeah. I, Ooh, I sleep in it because something happened here. Something something magical happened. It is not hotter. I once slept with a girl and then I, oh, by the way, I picked up a new Australian term for jizzing. What is it? <laughs> Slimied. No. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I don't like that. Have you have you slimied in me yet? Oh, that was, <laughs> we're so bad at accents here. Yeah, we really are. <laughs> not, even, not even one is good. Yeah. <laughs> good day. Have you slimy in me no. pussy? I'm gonna do this before we go to break, but I just remembered my friend James in high school had a rule, which is if he was watching TV past 11 p.m. and Britney Spears was on, then he had to jack off. I had the same rule, and by the <laughs> way, but it didn't it didn't matter what time of day it was. If I if the nice. only reason I'm a slave for you as a number one hit is because I jacked off to it the amount of times I did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's shared by everyone who's uh, in their early 30s. So let's go take a break and blast one out to Britney Spears. There's a shot of her lower back that makes me still think about God. Ladies and gentlemen, let's take a break. <laughs> God beans come. This will be the fastest one as never. Hey, Dylan, patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Please give us money, get alternate episodes, and you can maybe pick the wrestler we review next, and maybe John will get a Barry Darso tattoo on his lower back. Slut, slut, slut. Shame on your body. We're back. From break, we both jacked off to the same thing. Looking each other in the eyes over Skype. It was bad, 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 bad boys. Bad boys. For Dylan only. I enjoyed it a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, Big Daddy V comes back to the WWF. It is part of the only time wrestling was actually on the zeitgeist, the Ministry of Darkness. (laughs) No, but uh, before that, he comes back as a special opponent oh yeah for, for ken, ken shamrock. shamrock the only thing the only reason i mentioned that is apparently shamrock everyone in the back got him hyped up because apparently because he had the reputation as hurting people because that's why he left in the first place was he hurt a bunch of people accidentally shamrock thought it was on purpose so when he did the ankle lock on him at the end of the match he really put the fucking ankle lock on him <laughs> oh my fucking god why like yeah which is like yeah go for it I just hate wrestling sometimes where it's like, well, here's a prank. Make sure you fucking kill that piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
oh, you're going to sign up for a bunch of uh, Yanni mailing lists under my fucking email just because you know it? Ha ha ha. I'm going to fuck your wife. Yeah. Oh, what's that? You were a bit rude to me in an airport. I fucking killed your dad. He's fucking dead. <laughs> Guess what? I call in a bomb threat to all the schools in the area. Your kids can't get any education anymore. Yeah. How does that work? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a reader. I am a fucker. That's why they call me Brother Love. Now, just as a quick reminder of how the Ministry of Darkness started, it is one of the many twisted roads in the Undertaker Paul Bearer saga where Paul Bearer turns his back on Kane, rejoins the Undertaker. Yes. No explanation is really given except that the Undertaker now says that a plague of evil will be unleashed on the WWF. The Undertaker uh-huh. becomes a villain, kind of. And he's feuding with Kane and Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's supposedly spurred on the fact that um, Kane and The Undertaker were fighting each other trying to both become the WWF champion and they couldn't do it. They couldn't unseat Stone Cold Steve Austin. But who the fuck really knows? Yeah. Either way, Viscera comes out in legitimate leather, like leather daddy attire. He has a leather, shiny leather coat on, and he's got, you better believe he's got fucking contacts in. Oh, yeah, and he's supposed to be making himself look really fucking ridiculous. Now, he was the the third group to be brought into the, um, um, into the Ministry of Darkness, uh, then it first is uh, Midian, then the Acolytes, then Mabel, who's renamed Viscera on Raw's War. Uh, and then they uh, bring in the Brood. Yeah. Do you remember when, because Viscera was kidnapped. Yeah, they kidnapped and him. And reprogrammed. And reprogrammed. That's what they did with all of them. They kidnapped uh, Dennis Knight, reprogrammed him. They didn't do that with the Acolytes. The Acolytes were first brought in under the Jackal. Um. And then they attacked the jackal, and so they now work for a new unknown leader. Here's what I really liked. I really like... I think Midian looked actually intimidating. Viscera was like, oh, I don't... Like, there's something about being able to move well that makes you more intimidating. And it's just like, oh, if one of these guys didn't want to fight this dude, they'd just get counted out. And just take a match against another guy if this was real. I know it's not real. Mm-hmm. Okay, no. so stop saying that to me, John. Uh, I, it's I not real. S- I know that. I don't say it to you. I write it down and point at it during the show. It is not real. But, it is not real. But, it is not real. But Braun, but Braun Strowman really fought Brock Lesnar last week. Oh yeah, Braun Strowman le- is really good at making things knock over by himself. <laughs> I want. I'm really hoping that Braun Strowman. They just like, who's wrong? Yeah, Jeff Jarrett's Hall of Fame induction will be Braun Strowman actually p- killing him with a real fridge. It would be amazing if this is just an elaborate rib by Vince McMahon to full-on murder Jeff Jarrett. He's like, the gods want blood if my money is supposed to be green <laughs> I really hope that this is just the first... Everyone's doing a black tie affair, and then Vince McMahon comes out, asked to induct Jeff Jarrett, and then he goes for the handshake, and Vince does just shakes his head no, and then turns around and pulls his ass out, and there's like a ton of shit on oh, it. Oh my god, it's a giant t- kiss my ass club. I would yeah, love yeah. it. And then he has to real suck his dick to like <laughs> just hard. 
and then he leaves. He has to suck his boner. dick hard Vince not has to, to have come, a boner just the to whole hard. Time. No, he has to keep it hard the whole time that he's doing his <sighs> speech. And his speech has to be 20 minutes. That's it's really... Just power. That's all that's, he wants is power. That's so weird, man. But, like, for Jeff Jarrett being in the WWF Hall of Fame, we already did a Jeff Jarrett episode, so this is kind of an epilogue to it, I guess. But, like, mm-hmm. you're putting people in the Hall of Fame with legit... His WWF accomplishments are... Uh... The last angle he did was women should be in the kitchen. No? His last WWE the last angle he did? No, his last WWE angle yeah, is I'm allowed to beat up WWE women usually. And that's okay. I mean, he did hit Beetlejuice from the Howard Stern show with a guitar, so I guess that's that's good. <laughs> oh, mate. Like you can't even his TNA his TNA run came to an end for a third time and no one knows why but it's probably because he somehow turned global force wrestling into a Ponzi scheme and no one can figure out how or why he did that. <laughs> Here's global force wrestling. I've given you a bunch of Tupperware. Go to your friends' houses and sell the Tupperware. Uh, what part of this is wrestling? None of it. It's just the yeah. name. Sell the Tupperware. Yeah. Uh, and once you sell 20 units of Tupperware, I hit you with a fucking guitar, you bitch. <laughs> and I call you a slap nut. Cause that, yeah, you oh, it up, slap nuts slap is They just really made it. They just really tried to go with a catchphrase. Uh, oh, it was fantastic. He was the chosen one. Now, Viscera is in the Ministry of Darkness. Now he's really associated with the Ministry of Darkness. Like, they kind of put him with Midian. And they're kind of like the two underling single wrestlers. I totally agree. Midian in this part looked great. He looked like a creepy, wet-headed fuck. And then Viscera looked like the guy that you know isn't goth, but is dressing up to be goth for a bit because he wants to have sex with a lady who's got a back piece tattoo. (laughs) Yeah. Midian is like your swamp man. Uh, I love Satan because God just accepted gay people and I hate that. Whereas Viscera is just like, uh, I don't know. How would they re-indoctrinate Viscera? I don't know, man. It's just like, Viscera is the one where it's like, Midian has chosen the dark side. Bradshaw and Farouk have been reprogrammed. And this guy likes those contact lenses. And we told him we're going to keep buying them for him only if he's in our in our team. In our big team. We gave Viscera a choice. Lose weight or dress like a garbage bag with devil eyes. He went garbage bag. <laughs> uh, he then becomes becomes the hardcore champion because that's what they did to wrestlers in these days. Here's something I didn't know. He ended yeah. up in fucking TNA for a brief second. There's something about early TNA is where every Attitude Era wrestler ended up for 20 minutes. Like It's like, oh, it's T- TNA when they're still doing weekly pay-per-views? Quickly, get me Sean Morley and... Mabel, they're going to have a thing about it. They're going to have a kissing girl on a pole match. Well, that was the that's the thing about TNA is like we saw how ECW used Mabel. He comes in as part of a joke stable because he can't really work. He does a blink splash. That's the thing he does that looks cool. And then uh, one of the wrestlers beats him up quickly. He's in and out. Uh, TNA, every time they would have like someone who was like, Hey, we got Scotty Too Hotty. What should we do with Scotty Too Hotty? He beats AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels in the same night. Uh, we only have him for one night. Yeah, he leaves with a title. Yeah. How does that make it better? He it leaves does. with that. Anyway, he leaves with that title and the woman's casually. title. He's he's both the men's yeah. champion and the woman's <laughs> champion. Answer. If you ask me another question, make sure it's not fucking stupid like all the other questions you've asked me. <laughs> um. This and also before he leaves the WWE for the first time. 
he um he he second time he, before he left for the second time, second time you sorry. fucking idiot second oh time. fuck up again he, fuck he, up again he feuded with mark henry and <laughs> ended up splashing may young which is the first of three sweet angles where he beats up on the ladies and everybody loves it actually this one he was actually supposed to be a heel so but oh yeah, yeah. he's He's also just, he's too fat to be fat. Like, that's how fat this guy is. Yeah, it's, he's too fat to be fun. That's what Vince McMahon called him. Too fat fun. Too fat to be yeah. fun. It, it, it's it's the part of the show where it's like, hey, most of these guys can move. This guy, this guy is essentially, uh, we cast a spell on a fridge, and now it's alive. Here's Mabel. It's also one of those things where his head's too small for his giant, massive body. You know something I actually wrote down? Is that he carries such little weight in his face for how morbidly obese he is? Hundred percent. Like if his face had the same amount of fat that his body did, it would just be eyes. There'd be no nose or mouth. It would just be a ball of weird fat around eyes. It's so funny because Ralphie May is always what I use as the like gauge of like what a person who's not a wrestler but is still super fat would look like. And Viscera weighed more than that guy. Ralphie May was smaller, was shorter, but he didn't. Like, Viscera weighed yeah. more than him. It's fucked. He, like, legit was, like, yeah, he's legit, like, Yokozuna's size. Also doesn't carry much weight. Like, he has, it comes out, we'll get to the Big Daddy V thing about how bizarre his body is. You're going to look at his body, and we'll just talk, we'll blow by below, go through how weird Well, what's also um, strange is the we'll, amount of, t- okay. I, I believe what we're called is body shaming. I wouldn't say it's bo- shame body, body shaming. Here. I would say his body looks way better than no, I expected it to. Oh, maybe for you. I'm proud of him. He's a proud boy. He's one of the proud boys, oh. except he's not white. Oh no, I'm not. A th- <laughs> he is the he's the most not white person to be pushed yeah. <laughs> ever. No, Bobby Lashley. Um, so he yeah he uh he breaks up he comes back like he uh, starts his third run uh because you know you need somebody to fucking be in wrestling I guess he does another surprise return he works with JBL for a minute. I don't care about that. Here's what I do care about. Uh, he aligns with Trish Stratus, part because uh, yes, Trish please. wants to get with back at Lita and her husband Kane. Keep in mind, here's how they met. Kane won her, and it is implied um, convinced her in the worst way possible to mm-hmm. love her. Yes, no. Lita, a a woman with Stockholm syndrome, is now the babyface. And Kane, the man who uh, kidnapped her, uh, the criminal, the man who should be, <laughs> if this was real, put away long after he's dead, is the babyface. Is this, uh, this isn't the last I've won a woman in a match ma- uh, wrestling angle, but it is the best one. It's the most ghastly one. It's the one where you're like, good. No. What? No. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's sort of like is, it's one of those things where it's not that you know america loves a an advertisement where it's like do you want a hamburger that's in a donut that's covered in cheese that's the cum of jesus they will keep doing that but this one's a carl's jr burger where it's like we've taken 11 donuts and we've deep fried them <laughs> in a pussy then we've run that pussy over with a truck then we've taken some and we had arnold schwarzenegger fuck it you can eat it. It's called the man blast. 
grenade special. <laughs> Before you even look at this burger, you have to sign a waiver saying you have no self-respect. Before yeah. you look at it. And then we shove it in your mouth while saying, you're just a baby little bitch, aren't you? I'm going to call your mom and tell her you're a fucking loser. And then we call your real mom and tell her you're a real shit. If you are a pregnant woman, you have to not come to our restaurant because this burger will try and fuck you and take your kid. <laughs> um, all right. Try and guess what happens in the Tristratus and uh, Visser Angle. Um, I'm going to assume that they all come to their senses and realize that this sort of harassment is inappropriate. Okay. Well, here's instead what happens. He loses to Kane and uh, Trish, Trish yells at him. And calls him a chicken-eating piece of trash. Mm-hmm. Ooh, no, Trishy. Trishy, put down the yoga. Pick up something called the 21st century. And then he becomes a babyface uh, because, you know what? Um, fat guys like to fuck. That's another angle we got going on. Oh, yeah, special. Um, so I, do, I, do love a, I do love when wrestling goes a down this. A horny fat guy angle? Oh, they love, they love, because uh, this is where he's the world's fattest love machine or whatever the fuck they call him. Yeah, the world's largest love machine. Ugh. It's like, there's a lot of like, this is the thing with this, his third run is they don't even try because he's the world's biggest love machine. He wears pajamas and he keeps trying to fuck people. Uh, he convinces Lillian Garcia to go out with him. She, uh proposes to him in the middle of the ring then the godfather comes out with hose and viscera leaves him for the hose <laughs> and then and then he um and then he forms the world's most heat tag team of all time val venus and they're called v squared mm-hmm. even though he's with val venus which would make that v cubed yeah, but I'm a stickler. yeah but v squared listen Unfortunately, the WWE doesn't believe that wrestling fans could do math, so they just are like, get it? They put their arms together and form a square. Fuck you. Why wouldn't they just bring back Midian and he forms a tag team with a dirty Dennis Knight and he like, and Midian's character is that he likes to jack off in public parks just so like women see it and uh, and they call themselves VD. <laughs> no, they wouldn't call themselves VD. They would call them the men you actually know. Hashtag me too. Hashtag <laughs> not yet. And then... They they win a match and then the crowd knows what's coming. You know it's their big catchphrase, and then they go, "You definitely, you definitely have herpes now." And then the crowd cheers. And yeah. Every match that, and then for the rest of their career, like the 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 wrestlers actually really have to get herpes, and that's their gimmick now. Is like, even The Rock would just have to live his life with herpes because you know he's he lost, He lost to VD. Yeah, sorry, you lost to VD, and you're kayfabe. Yeah, so be kayfabe. kayfabe, man. Yeah, kayfabe, man. Yeah. I mean, Fast and Furious is a sick role. Good luck doing that with herpes, because we have a lifetime fucking contract with you, Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne. We, if you don't do it, your, your, gr- your grandfather's grave gets fucked by VD. <laughs> and here's the best part: is he rekindles his romance with Lillian Garcia. Mm-hmm. Makes although sense. him and Charlie Haas are arguing over him. and Lillian says he likes the she likes them both as friends, and then Viscera. Uh, beats the shit out of her, and then both of them laugh and formed a tag team. What is more alt right than beating up woman and everyone's okay with that because she's tried to just be your friend? <laughs> 
I'm not into it, but if you still value me as a person and not just a sexual object, beaten up. The only thing that <laughs> that makes it not alt right is that he is a black man doing it. That is true. Racial overtones. John, you're back. right. Thank you for. Um, okay, cool, John. All right, now let's get to somehow the weirdest part of Viscera's career, Big Daddy V. All right, can you? Can you do something for me? Open a tab with a, just a picture of Big Daddy V. Open yeah. up a tab with a picture of Big Daddy V. It's just weird that they let they v. they had him be Viscera throughout the whole thing where he's fucking people, and then they bring him in. It like they, wouldn't you call him Big Daddy V? Then look at his body. That uh. is true. That is a hundred and eighty percent true. All right, look at his body. Firstly, Yo. John, look at his body. Yeah. All right. Vince McMahon wanted him to just wear tight. What do you, what do you, wait, what? No Vince McMahon. No straps? He wanted him to just wear black tights and boots, no knee pads, just like, like Stone Cold Steve Austin style. No, that's bad. That's a bad yes. idea. The problem with Big with Viscera is that he's so he's so fat that it takes away a lot from how intimidating. Actually, he, he does look fucking crazy intimidating. Yeah. Nuts. <laughs> considering like how long his boobs are like but it looks like he looks crazy he looks like a superhero villain like it's a supervillain. fuck me but it's like one of those things where he's in the ring with yeah. matt striker and matt striker's pointing at someone and big daddy v is screaming like he looks like a fucking monster like that's actually great that they did that i think that it's i think this is actually his best look in terms of actually getting him over as an intimidating force because he's he's a fucking giant superhuman fucking monster and he also gets fatter. It's also, you can tell the big difference to, between when he's oiled and not oiled. When he's not oiled, that's trouble. <laughs> Which is kind of counterintuitive, isn't it? You'd think you would ne- you'd not oil up the big boy. 100%, but you know what? It fucking is great. No, he's, he's nice and slick. But they do a big thing here where what they do is the boogeyman's just kind of like always put over as this guy who's like scary. He eats worms. He does all these comedy angles where the boogeyman shows up and then whatever character gets scared around. Big Daddy V just beats the shit out of the boogeyman, no worries. So, yeah. like, that is really good. Like, that's Especially, a really good way. And this is weird, which was the boogeyman is one of the last people that the, before the shield that the WWF protected. Like, it's very strange that they were like, oh, no, yeah, this guy's the... Yeah, it is really weird. This is the future. Like, he, he was scaring the shit out of the WWF champion. They bring him to, like, ECW. And it's such an odd old-timey gimmick but it fucking sticks with you like i didn't love it when it was happening yeah, he is like he's like papa shango updated yeah he beat the boogeyman who's protected uh like you said he's a henchman of matt striker and uh he goes into a feud with cm punk which at this time like i remember this pretty vividly i was paying attention to ecw and all that stuff like are really closely at this point um really didn't do much to help CM Punk because he beat CM CM Punk beat him but it would always be like the skin of his teeth whereas like Punk came in like just beating the shit out of people and it was like oh finally they're gonna have someone beat the shit out of people who's not like basically viscera essentially but yeah he and then uh he's only a big daddy v for a really short amount of time and he's supposed to go to smackdown and he's just uh, released and does independent wrestling for a bunch of years uh, before his untimely passing in 2014 of a heart attack, which his wife says is because of CTE, and everyone else knows, no, you're, you're, I'm sorry, but your husband uh, just really liked salt too much. Yeah, you're, it, maybe it had something to do with CTE, but he, like, 
He was over 400 pounds for most of his life and was an athlete. Like, oh yeah, and uh, also I I forgot I can't believe I can't believe we didn't mention this. His, one of his moves, like one of his signatures, was Visagra, which was just he would be the man is face down on the mat, the man's like flat stomach down on the mat, and Viscera gets on top of them and just uh, fu- and uh, thrusts like fucks him. Above the pant fucking is one of his moves. Oh, yes, the Pisagra. Yeah, it's so weird that he just... I forgot about that. Because I was in video games and it was like, oh, yeah, I'm giving my guy that move. Yeah. Like, that's all... <laughs> also... That's a setup move. So... Clothesline, fuck you in the butt, DDT, it's over. So do you know how fat Viscera was? This is not body shaming, this is just a pure mass thing. So he was cremated. No, shame his body. He was cremated. In nine separate graves? <laughs> how many penance do you think that were made to give to his loved ones oh yeah it was all his friends right yeah how many penance do you think were made out of his ashes um everyone in san francisco got one nope slightly less four five hundred that's so many people who are ickily disappointed in that gift uh how pumped would you be if viscera was around and the apocalypse happened though you'd be able to eat for like a full year oh mate you'd rule the world that guy, you'd slit his throat, cook him slow, and have a great time. <laughs> really bleed him out there. John, what's your favorite thing about Viscera? About Mabel? I call, I call him Mabel. I think Mabel is a better name than Viscera. I always say my favorite thing about Mabel, King Mabel. I loved the King Mabel times. I really thought that it was a great time in his career. I really enjoyed it. I think I'm the only one who enjoyed it, but I loved it. I think that if you take, like, um, this is going to sound weird. But, like, if you create Mabel in a video game, King Mabel in a video game, that's the best way to experience him because then you get how cool he looks in a video game plus other people have done the motion capture so all his moves look good. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. All the moves where he was just fall down or, like, yeah, all the moves where he fell on his butt or his leg... Uh, were the good moves. Everything else was the worst fucking piece of shit. You gotta watch the Diesel versus King Mabel match from SummerSlam in the main event to see these fucking chops. They are so bad. He's a bad wrestler. He's bad at everything. He's bad at his job and he died and I'm happy about it. Oh, John. You wanna know my favorite thing about uh, Viscera King Mabel is? Uh, the Visagra. I forgot about that. He fucked a guy. He fucked him with the butt. He fucked. <laughs> I got you down. I'm going to fuck you in the butt. I'm going to take a little of something for your daddy. Like, nom, 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 nom. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I've got to tell you. There is when it's when you're when you're taking it. Say that again. There is when you're taking it. Mm, maybe for you. When you're just taking it when they don't want to give it to you. Oh, I see what you're if saying. Both parties, if, if both parties want to give it to you, yeah, man. Like, uh, who cares? I mean, you do, but not me. I do. Um, Sex is a sin. Now, worst thing about Viscera, Dylan, go first. Um, I got to say, I mean, wrestling acumen overall. Yes. Okay. Mine's a little bit phrased differently. He wasted his life because he was terrible at his job. <laughs> I mean, he had fun, though. Oh, that guy had a great fucking time. What do we do? Tell the story about. I don't think you talked about the Teddy Long thing, did you? What are you talking about? Where he used to take Viagras all the time and just sit in the locker yeah. room? I talked about it right off With the top. Boner. Right oh, off the great. top. Well, I mean, it should be talked. It should be talked about twice. I couldn't remember if we were recording or not. No, we definitely were recording. It's the best thing ever. That guy, 
He just took Viagra's and just sat around the locker room with boners. I love it. Yeah. I, he he seems like he had a really good time. He doesn't have a bad word to say. He didn't have a bad word to say about anybody. Everyone really liked him. And he had a great look. Like, he's, I'd say, one of the most unique looks, too, in wrestling. Because he's, it's usually you're tall or fat. This guy was both. Yeah. But he's both he couldn't tall, both tall do and fat and could all. not do his job. It would be like if we were doing this podcast and the mics were plugged in. It would be like the first five episodes of this podcast, but for 14 years. <laughs> that is a great way to put it. Just not plugged that in is, microphones. You have all the equipment. It's all top level. Yeah, Mabel Viscera is is exactly a suburban retro rock band they have all the best shit they have all the fucking they have the best guitars they have the best amps they have the best mics they're just fucking awful but it's like they never learned he had everything he uh, all the equipment but he just couldn't do anything with it and he even recovered from injuring like he injured bret hart diesel and the undertaker he hurt the top three of the top four wrestlers during that time, the three of the four top draws, and he still is a good enough guy that they hired him back twice. Like, that's great. Well, part of that is also, like, Vince McMahon's weird obsession with big people. So he's just like, well, he's not muscular, but he's fat. Get him here now. <laughs> Get him on top of me. Make him lie down on me. I want him to lie down on me. I want him to stretch my back. Lick the shit off my ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My Vince is, I have like nine Vince McMahon impressions and they're all spot on. Yeah, they're all just a man trying to get people to lick shit off his ass. <laughs> In the hairs. No, but you put Viscera on a show, no one else, you're very confident no one else is going to have that look. Oh, yeah, and, great point. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, no one else looks like what kills you itself. during a heart attack. He's cholesterol, <laughs> but all the time. Uh, just the gear alone is like, uh, what gear do you have for me? Oh, we're actually going to put a little singlet on you. And uh, oh, there's so many options. Viscera, only one option. Take this tarp, make it a shirt. Yeah. Bye bye. We're not helping you. We'll be just making fun of you. <laughs> all right. So that's our episode on Mabel, Viscera, Big Daddy V, Big Daddy PP. That's you, um, Big Daddy Thanks very much for listening, guys. <laughs> Ladies John's at the Adelaide Fringe Festival. Adelaide Fringe Festival. Come here. Be part of it. I love you. I'm in Ottawa, Ontario this next weekend. Yo! Uh, some shows. Drop some hot fucking fire. And um, also, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dylan Gott, at the John Hastings, at Wrestler Review. Next week, big announcement. We'll be doing the Bushwhackers. Oh, yeah, baby. Whoa. Guys who were super tough guys for most of their career and then did things that now would be considered child abuse randomly in the ring. Yeah. YOLO. Who wants to lick me? Everyone does. Uh, can you just say whoa a bunch? Because you'll start talking politics and that will be upsetting for everybody, Luke and Butch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, could Don't you say any of the things you believe under any circumstances? Yeah, whatever you do, just say no, I didn't. <laughs> so that's the end of the episode, guys. Thanks very much for listening. You're all fucking losers. Uh, that's not true, ladies and gentlemen. For the rest of the review, I'm John Hastings. He is an inappropriate, toxic male, Dylan Gott. Thank you for your time. 
Long live Big Daddy V. Not talk sick. Too sick. Right.